0: Welcome, everyone, um, on this beautiful spring day. Uh, We have been exploring the basics of practice. And I'd like to continue uh, talking about that today and hopefully leave a good bit of time for your questions uh there may be sometimes i entitle this um, talk what you would what you always wanted to know about zen but were afraid to ask mm-hmm. so this is an opportunity to um ask questions like someone asked last week what is dharma uh of course I may not be able to answer your questions but uh but it'd be good to hear them anyway to hear what uh what 's puzzling you what you've always wondered what does this mean, or why are we doing this uh so this will be an opportunity to begin to explore some of those questions <clears throat> yesterday, this Zendo was. <laughs> Totally transformed into uh, a nightclub, right? <laughs> into a party space. Um, that's kind of we, last time I was talking about uh, a Buddha land, a pure land, um, a Buddha verse, <laughs> um, and this yesterday became a kind of another Buddha verse totally different kind of universe than what we are experiencing uh, this morning. And this is the way Buddha verses and Buddha lands and pure lands arise. Uh, There's a need, a motivation, an occasion, and people come together and they make it, (laughs) they make something. They make a land within which people are dancing and singing and eating and hugging each other, right? Um, it's quite a, quite a wonderful uh, little buddha verse we created here yesterday. And those of you who weren't here missed, missed it. <laughs> but uh, it, will, it shall come again in a new form. Um, of course no two Buddha verses are alike just as no two moments are alike so we will have another opportunity to transform this space into um, sometimes a little nervous about taking this sacred space where we're practicing something so serious and then having Bruce Springsteen (laughs) 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 <laughs> Guiding our activities, <laughs> so but it's all okay. Um, we we're responsive to where we are at any one particular time. So this is a wonderful space that is easily transformed, based on who's here, what the needs are, what uh, what we need to do together. Um. Right now this space is um constructed just as yesterday was constructed there was music uh, there there were tables set up in a certain way that are very different from today the whole the whole zendo was set up differently uh for kirtan uh for dancing um and and behaviors were different i mean Today, you're not going to see me dancing. You're going to see me sitting in half lotus and uh, giving a Dharma talk. Um, and I'm going to see you in a, in a different way. So based on what we've constructed, we, we, we are kind of setting the scene for a certain kind of experience together. Just as when you have guests, uh, you clean the house maybe and you set out some snacks or uh, there's a certain protocol uh, that you go through. Uh, maybe when your friends come, when your family comes, uh, people, strangers come. It's a whole different kind of experience and your environment shifts ba- based on what kind of experience you're anticipating having. So this zendo is set up the way it is for us to share a certain kind of experience, which you won't get very many other places. You're not going to get this in the supermarket, in the library, in in your workspace. This is a very special constructed space for for us to come together to have a certain kind of experience. There are cushions, there's an altar, there's a han, there's a kotsu, a teacher stick, there are bells, there's a mokugya, there are all these, there's a big drum, very kind of Unusual situation that we have here, so where you 've all entered this world, this Buddha land that has been constructed for you, for us, and there 's a certain etiquette you could say there 's a certain way of behaving that um, entering this This particular land uh, is expected. Just as, for example, if you were going to a fancy restaurant, you would dress in a certain way. You probably wouldn't, if you were going out to eat in a fancy restaurant. You you probably wouldn't wear your bathing suit. Hmm? Probably, (laughs) maybe you would, but, (laughs) but. My expectation would be that you would dress appropriately if it were a very fancy restaurant. On the other hand, you probably wouldn't come in a tuxedo with a top hat, you know, or an evening gown. You would, you would dress appropriately. Um, and I suspect the same is true here, uh, that we dress appropriately for the kind of experience that we're going to have here. Now, in some zendos, the one that I went to for a number of years, you actually couldn't come in your street... Well, you could come in your street clothes, but you had to put on a robe. Uh, there, was, there were lots of robes, in, uh, all the same, in a closet. And before you entered the, enter the zendo, you had to put this blue robe on so that everybody looked the same. There was, sometimes we say in Zen, when you put on a robe, you become invisible. At Owen, in, in a way, when you put on a robe, you become visible. <laughs> you know, you're really different. Yeah, you look really different. Yeah. But that isn't the intention uh, for the experience here. The experience here is in part that we don't, we don't emphasize our differences. We're emphasizing our Buddha nature, our commonality. On the other hand, we emphasize it in our own way. So that there are differences, but they're not discriminatory. In other words, we're not calling attention to ourselves except in a very subtle and um, unobtrusive way. So there's a middle way here between all of us wearing blue robes (laughs) And no distinction whatsoever, except that, you know, your face, but you're, you've got this big robe on and you kind of disappear in this robe, all these lumps of blue material sitting on cushions. Um, or, on the other hand, we are so, we're dressing so distinctively that people are looking at us, you know. Like we don't we don't wear clothing that has messages on it. Like, well, I, <laughs> I'm just thinking of one uh, <laughs> that I wouldn't, you know, would definitely call attention. To if you have a T-shirt with, and and you're you you know, I for one period many years ago I was sitting uh, opposite uh, a fellow who had quite an extensive message on the back of his T-shirt, and I was just kind of staring at that the whole time and trying to make sense of what that was all about. So we don't, don't, you know, we're not not coming here with messages on our, either, you know, literal messages or messages where, say, we're wearing really tight clothing... That's a message too, (laughs) you know, or really revealing clothing or clothing that is really bright. You know, that's why we say dress modestly because we don't want to call attention. We want to have an experience here that um, kind of helps us kind of disappear as egos, (laughs) you know, as, oh, look at me. And yet, I'm here as a distinctive person with modest clothing on so that um, it's clear that I'm bringing my own personal self here but not in a way that calls attention to my my specialness in, in, in any way. So as you consider what you're going to wear just as you would consider what you're gonna to wear to a very fancy dinner or a birthday party, <laughs> you know. Um, consider, okay, this is part of my practice. How I'm going to present myself to, to this space, to the experience that people are having here. Uh, yes, I'm I, I, I'm gonna disappear but I'm also going to be here as me. as. So that's, that, that's something to consider. Um, it is also true that your spot in the zendo is also a reflection of you. This is your little world here, this cushion, this... Seat. And just as we Coben would say, the Zabutan is alive. The Zafu is alive. This is alive. Uh, Your sutra book is alive. It exists. It's part of our world. And so to consider how you're treating these things how you are treating these sacralized objects. Because they're not just blocks of wood or pieces of material anymore. They're part of your spiritual practice. And so to take care of them, to and also to, to take care of this space, which when we enter it, we sacralize it. We make it sacred. And so all the things in it are also sacred. So one of the other things to consider when you enter this space, which you're co-creating with others, is what do I need to take in with me (laughs) for my practice? What is essential? Um, Do I need my cell phone? in here? In here? Do I need my car keys in here? Do I need a jacket in here? Do I need tissues in here? What is essential? What is essential for me to have in here? Do I need my wallet in here? Or can I can I create a, a Buddha verse here that is not needing all the stuff that I usually need when I'm racing around in the world. Can I leave some of that out and enter a space which is beyond the mundane, within the mundane? Definitely but not of it. Can we, just as we sit here briefly for 20 minutes, maybe we can leave our stuff out of our, of our space just for a little while and not feel like we always have to have this stuff. Is that, is that stuff essential in this space? So again, what i'm suggesting is that our practice extends beyond just stepping over this threshold when you come in here it extends to when you get up in the morning and think what should i wear to oan like i'm i'm remembering maybe this i think this is still true uh in like the southern churches the the uh, you go with your Sunday best, you know, these, I, I, I have these images of these women with these great hats, you know, um, and they're, they're really in their finery, uh, because they're going to a special place. They're going to connect with their spiritual life. So maybe, I mean, you don't come in a top hat and a tuxedo, or you don't come in your in your um in your shorts and t-shirt maybe there's a middle way here you know where you're dressing modestly not calling attention to yourself but also yeah this is this is an important time I'm in my Sunday and uh I'm going to pay attention to it um, and so your practice, your practice starts when you get up Sunday morning and you're thinking about coming to, to Oan. It extends as soon as you sit down and put your stuff around that you're carrying your cell phone in or whatever you're carrying in. You're asking yourself, do I need this in this space or can I leave it? in this box outside in the library. All these, this is your practice to to be aware that your practice is not just in here but this is a kind of model for what your practice might be out in the world. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm I go to a dance performance. <clears throat> I always like to sit in the front row uh, because I really wanna feel the energy of the dancers. I, I'm not interested in you know, watching the form from a distance uh, you know, and just seeing these patterns of movement. I wanna feel the energy of, of the dancers. And invariably, when I'm sitting there, I have this very strong impulse to get up on the stage and join them. Yeah, And I can't tell you how many times I've thought to myself, what if I do that? (laughs) What would happen? But I know that that's not right. I would ruin the experience for everybody in the audience. So again, I'm giving that as an example, you know, of of an impulse you might have or something that you... it, It might be overwhelming to you and something that's very personal. But to take account of what the audience what the sangha, how the sangha would take that, you know. So we we read uh, Great Compassion. And you you heard the refrain in that reading. For others, for others, for others, for others. (laughs) And most of the time we're walking around, for me, for me, for me, for me. I, me, mine. This is a bit of a different different way of life, a different way of being. So again, to be considering this. So in some sense, we are involved in a kind of performance, not exactly a dance performance, but this is a kind of performance that we are involved in. You know, there's a sequence, there are costumes, <laughs> there's, there's ritual, uh, bowing and incense lighting, and it, it is a kind of performance. And <clears throat> it's, the Hindu word for this is Leela. Which means play what we're doing is is serious, but it's also a performance it's also a kind of play in in the Hindu tradition, Leela is the play of the gods the, the gods are playing by creating the world and creating all of us and creating all of nature and it it has a lightness to it, and so yes, what we're doing here is a kind of performance. It's a kind of ritual. We we go through certain rituals, bowing and placing our palms in gosho and uh, uh, walking around in a circle, and so we're 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 performing. When there's an instrument, there are instruments. Uh, It's like a big orchestral performance. And each of us has a part to play in this performance. And I hope some of you will learn some of the parts that are involved in the performance. um, Because that's for others. You know, just don't come in here and sit down, for me, but for others, for the Sangha, Tenzo, Doan, Han player, Doshi, Jisha, the whole range of sitting and being part of it, taking your place, being part of the performance, being part of this sacred ritual. So, another facet of our practice which is connected with the performance is what might be called the script. These are the teachings. This is ours, if you're going to perform well, if you're going to act out your place, your role, it's good to know the script, to actually study the script. And what is is the script? All the teachings. That's the script. So in order to practice well, it's good to know the teachings, to know the script. And... Many of you have spoken to me about the relationship between practice and study. There is an important relationship between practicing, sitting, meditating, and studying the Dharma, studying the teachings. And I want to recommend to you, many of you have asked, what should I read? My suggestion is that you study what you're practicing. There is a vast literature out there, over 2,600 years of teachings, plus all of the schools of Buddhism, and now this whole meditation uh, fad, you know, uh, which is wonderful, but it's just a part. It's a piece of a much larger play, you could say, a much larger uh world. <clears throat> but what is your practice? What is what draws you? What do you find you're you're struggling with? What what do you find yourself drawn to. Read that. Read people who are talking about what interests you, what your practice is. In other words, be selective. It's good to try a lot of things, read a lot of different things, but when you find something that, oh yes, Uh, um, Suzuki Roshi, Alan Watts, Um, Brad Warner, uh, Dogen, um, I I just read this um, um, uh, article in a magazine and I'm going to read the author, you know, and I really like this author and I'm going to read more and more and more. Yes, don't feel like you have to be an encyclopedic, an encyclopedia of Buddhism. That is not our practice. Our practice is to go deep rather than to go. I sometimes say, instead of digging a lot of shallow wells, dig one deep one. Go deep. So study what you practice and practice what you study. So let your study Guide your practice and let your practice affirm, confirm your study. So the two ought to come together. Instead of this reading that is just like out there because you think you should know, you should know the Diamond Sutra. (laughs) But it makes no sense to you whatsoever. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) This is your practice. At some point, you'll pick it up. Or somebody will say something about it. And you'll think, oh, I'd like to take a look at that. And you will. But not just this, oh, I should. Don't should yourself. To death, um, Really stay with what touches you, because that's where your practice is going to get the most. Oomph. <laughs> um, and, and you know, sometimes I will find one author and I will read everything that that author wrote, and exhaust myself in understanding that. Because at that particular time in my life, this is what spoke to me. And this is what I'm going to follow. And, this, and then my practice flows out of that. On the other hand, sometimes it's important to challenge yourself. Uh, there's another really lovely story of um, a student that went to a Zen master and Saint. You know, I don't understand any of this. And, and I really don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, it's, it doesn't seem to be, people are saying, what's the impact? What's the impact of this on my life? I don't see it. And I don't understand anything <laughs> that I'm reading. And the master said, well, consider this. Consider that you get two seeds. One is a seed for a fern, maybe it's a, a seedling. You get a seedling for a fern, and then you get a seedling for a bamboo. And you plant both. And the the fern is just doing beautifully. <laughs> you know, it's 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 putting out its fronds, and colors, and it's getting strong and beautiful. And I keep watering the bamboo, and nothing's happening. I keep watering it, giving it what it needs. This one is flourishing. This one is just not doing much. I keep watering it, keep watering it. So the master says, yes, just keep watering it, keep doing it, keep doing it and in a few years suddenly <laughs> this bamboo grows 100 feet tall that's the nature of practice you water and you water and you water i don't see much and then one day boom <laughs> what ha- what was happening you are establishing the roots. You are watering the roots. And that bamboo is going to have incredibly strong roots. And those roots are going to enable it to flourish in an amazing way that you couldn't even predicted, have predicted. But you just keep watering. You just keep sitting with confidence with Sangha, with the teachings, with the guidance of the teachings, and you just keep doing it. And then one day, your roots are going to be so strong, probably even invasive. <laughs> maybe maybe that would be a good thing, you know, that you have an established and invasive plant. And so those, that plant is going to invade your entire life. And it's going to invade the lives of others. For others. For others.